As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. And now, your host, Randy Bazette. Well, welcome to this episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. I'm Kristen and joined by Randy, the one and only. The one, the one and only thank Relational the Lord. Leader. Thank the Lord. Amen. Come on. Well, you jumped right on that one. It was too easy. Can we start this over again? Um, I feel like so insecure all of a sudden. Like, golly. It's just it's so awesome that the world couldn't handle more than one. Mm-hmm. No, Amen. Exactly. You're right. All right. Uh, All right. We're here. Let's move on. Moving we're here. On. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. But we got a great conversation today. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be good. And I love that we're doing this in the middle of our youth conference because we're talking about the next gen today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 12 conference happening strong. This is episode Favorite number. week I, of the year. Yeah, I mean, I hate so to this on Christmas and Easter, but when you got this many thousands of youth running around and on fire for Jesus, I mean, it just blesses me it's so good and i'm so pumped that we're able to talk about this topic today in the middle of this because Mm -hmm. it's just i think we're all we're all heightened by it and we uh, are joined by an incredible youth pastor loves god and uh loves loves his wife uh tim summers from elevation church we're so glad to have you welcome to the podcast yes thank you for having me i'm looking forward to this i'm excited yeah how's florida treating you so far you know it's really nice i'm loving the weather i um I, I I really enjoy the whole thunderstorm thing every single day. No way. I'm about that life. Well, you because you like like an Charlotte. afternoon nap kind of deal? <laughs> hey. Yeah, but you know what? Your plants are completely taken care of. Like, I have to water my plants uh, every uh, okay. day. Okay. Yeah, we're not watering See, anything. you ain't watering. Yeah, no. We actually no. need a little less water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. No no forest fires here. We're, we're good. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't have any wildfires <laughs> At least in the here. summertime, we're good. Uh, well, thanks for coming down and spending some time with us. Yeah. Talk a little next gen, gen, what what gen are we on? Gen Z, X, Y. Gen Z. We're Gen Z. We we're at the end of the alphabet. Well, we got to come uh, up with something. They do got you, what are they doing? Gen, uh, gen Alpha. Oh. It's Alpha. Okay, that's what's coming next. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Okay. Actually, I, I got people over here saying no. That's no, right. It's, no, no, no. I think you're right. I was just. I, mean, you can't make I was stuff just up at, on the, I promise. <laughs> no, but I think you're right. Now that fact you say check. that, I, well, I'm not fact checking, but in my Age brain, 12. I was just having a conversation, and because they were talking about how connection and with this new generation actually goes backwards. Yeah. Um, oh, of we what have they're looking confirmation. for. Yes. Gen they're, Alpha. Josiah they're, says <laughs> it is true, <laughs> and you have to believe. With a guy with a name like Josiah. Exactly. Okay. You can't go, go wrong with that. All right. Well, we're still <laughs> figuring out Gen Alpha, but Gen Z, you God yeah. has given you such a passion uh, for youth ministry. You've been in youth ministry for how long now? Twelve years. Twelve years. Okay. Twelve years in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. What is the craziest Ooh. thing or funniest? <sighs> and your boss will not listen to this podcast. Promise. Well, my, my boss knows this. Yeah, don't promise. <laughs> my Fair boss promise. knows this. Um, what's crazy about this is this This is not a student's fault. This is definitely my fault. you just all on your own. Right here. This is it. Um, you know that phrase, like, dumpster fire? 
Like yeah. we started a dumpster fire. I legitimately started a dumpster fire at my church. Oh. No, I know. I, and and it was it was not on purpose. It, y'all are looking shocked right now. <laughs> I wish this was a video podcast because y'all are freaking out. I'm serious. <laughs> I was doing a video and it dealt with a t-shirt and fire. I thought I put the fire out. And apparently, you know, some ash on the um, uh, T-shirt was still there. I put it in the dumpster. 15 minutes later, I'm walking inside the church, going to the offices, doing all that. 15 minutes later, I'm hearing a, you know, um, fire truck come through. And, you know, you got no idea. No idea. Half the staff is running to the back. And I'm like, what's going on? And I run out there and I see, I'm, I'm talking 50 foot flames. In the dumpster, oh. and the dumpster is is um, on the back end of the building, so it's right there. It's not like away from the building. Oh I'm my. thinking to the myself, whole building's gonna go up. I'm thinking, this is this you is just it. burned elevation down Elevation Church. It's just a burned down Elevation Church, and I remember walking out there, and our facilities manager, um, uh, you know, waved me over. He said, "Come here," and I was like, "Oh my God, he knows." He said, "Hey, I saw it on the camera." Walk away right now. I will figure it out. Walk away right now, and I will figure it out. <laughs> and to this day, I don't know what happened afterwards. All I know is the building did not burn down. But I remember for the next three to four years, every time <laughs> anyone could talk about that dumpster fire, it was always brought up that Tim started a dumpster fire. Yep. <laughs> I mean, technically, they are right. They they are right. And you did not get fired. I did not get fired. Man, that's some grace. Yeah, well, well, for real. In, I want to know what's in the HR book now because <laughs> of this. I, I don't think there is anything in the in the booklet. But man, oh my goodness, I, I did get called in to Chunk's office. He, you know, he wanted to have a conversation. I, did did you initiate said conversation, no, or you no, just because walked Bernie in? No, told me. I'm putting <laughs> names on here. He Bro, you just me, threw Bernie under the bus. Away. He said, look, walk away. I will figure this out. <laughs> and, you know, there's just, just like, wait. <laughs> at, at that point, yeah, it's just very. That's very crazy, though. But, yeah, I said, hey, Chunks. Thank look, you, Lord, that was for definitely me. Tim's life. <laughs> and the church <laughs> building scary and everyone That was about like it. five years ago, though. So you matured. Yeah, I've matured, then. you know. That's good. <sighs> no dumpster fires here. No, but still wow. reaching lots of young 100%. people for Jesus. And yeah, so trying. so what's the where's the passion for that? Where where'd all that start? Man, I, I think my youth pastor changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um I got into student leadership. I was involved in a in a youth ministry of fifty people. And um he saw something in me. Um he believed in me called something out, said, man, I want you to start leading. I want you to start doing some things. And I just started diving in and the conversations that we would have, I could have those kinds of conversations that I would never be able to have with my dad. Right. And it really changed the trajectory of my future. I don't think I knew that at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I was graduating high school, I realized, what did I do? do in youth ministry and the thing that I really remembered the most was him mm-hmm. and just how he affected my life how he how he helped me transformed me he helped me to understand like the bible mm-hmm. you know as much as I could at 18 mm-hmm. right 16 and um I said man this is 
I think that's what I want to do with my life. This is it. Mm. You know, I went to summer camp. I, I felt right. like at the age of 15, like I was called into full-time ministry, whatever that means, yeah. right? But I really felt like the Lord said, your life is meant for the local church. Those were the three words he gave me, mm. the local church. Mm. And for years, I tried to ra- run away from that. Right. And about 19, I was like, all right, you I'm going to have to stop. Wow. I'm going to have to submit to this thing. Shows you the importance of next-gen ministry in Absolutely. church. Mm-hmm. Because uh, everybody who is significant, whether they're ministry or it's business, career, but you're serving the Lord, you're making an impact for the kingdom, you probably, for the most part, could point back to some youth pastor, some yeah. conference, some camp. They said something. You had an experience with God. So very important. Same way for me with my youth pastor. I know, Kristen, yours was very impactful in your life. Still is. Still is. Married Mm -hmm. us and Mm -hmm. will always have a huge place. That's awesome. Yeah. Shout out Mike Heyman. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. (laughs) The Heymanator. (laughs) King of one-liners right there. Oh, my gosh. He (laughs) really is. I love it. Um, Well, so, all right. So, So the influence and the impact there. Now, you've been in youth ministry 12 years, yeah. um, and youth ministry has changed a lot. In this generation, this Gen Z, much less what's coming with Gen Alpha, very different. And so let's talk a little bit about what is it that you have found to be just an effective way of reaching this generation? We've got ministry leaders, pastors listening, and um, that's a desire, right, as how can we reach this next generation for Christ? Yeah, I think that's a great. I think that's a great question. I tend to find that um, this is this has been common in all the generations. Is is community? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. It really is. And there's different ways and different tools to utilize community. And I, I think we'll probably talk a little bit about that. No, later. I want to talk about it. Yeah, I want to you know, I think you I think there's a lot of different tools and how they. Do, but like teenagers are. Ultimately, like people will talk about social media, mm-hmm. like ah, should we do online ministry? Should we, what should we do on social media? And I'm like, at the end of the day, every teenager is looking for community. They want to be believed in, mm-hmm. right? I say that belief is the greatest gift that you could ever give anyone. And for me, I'm like, social media is just another tool for them yep. mm-hmm. that they're trying to use to find. Community. community. I agree with that. Right? Yes. And so if that means the church needs to be on that, mm-hmm. okay, so be it. Let's do it. Right. right? Or if that means, hey, maybe we don't have the resources to do that or the, the skill set to do that, but maybe we need to double down on the community that's happening at our church in person, mm-hmm. then great. Mm-hmm. Do that. Right? If your community is thick enough, rich enough, deep enough, They'll stay. So yeah. Otherwise, you're just competing with the world's entertainment, and that yeah. I mean, the shelf life on entertainment is not very long anymore. Oh my goodness! And, and that's because of their attention span, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, there's a new trend every day, mm-hmm. right? And it's like that was the biggest thing on TikTok. You're like, wait, this was weekly with Instagram, and now TikTok, it's every day. There's five trends going on at the same time. Right. Yeah. Right. Like wait, what's What's in, what's not in, what's, you know, and that's when you start asking your question, are, are you trying to create things that are going viral or are you trying to make something go eternal, mm-hmm. mm. right? And that's 
when you get to the core of things, when you get to the core of ministry, and I feel like youth ministry, man, I'm trying to help teenagers go eternal, like help them understand mm-hmm. the eternal value of every decision they make, every conversation that they have. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what's really important for How me. How did we get to the point where we took words that were bad, like viral? You didn't want to be back in the day. You didn't want anything to do with the Bible. <laughs> now, that's so true, right? And now it went viral. Yes, yes, exactly. That's true. My how did that get turned? I know my eleven-year-old asks us all the time. So, how did this word actually become a cuss word? Like, yeah. like why did this one get to like, funny? Uh, <laughs> you're right, uh, but I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know. People jump on it and just be like, okay, this is a thing. All right, sounds good. But the viral things are going to live for a very short time, a day. Let's give it a week. Yeah. You know, it's gone. But the eternal, you do that in community. So let's talk a little bit more about that community. What what is the picture of community or what is it that this Gen Z is craving and that you're trying to create? What kind of community are you trying to create for them? What are they looking for? Yeah, I, I think it's relationship with with one another. I think I think it is that one-on-one. I think it's that smaller group. Um, I think they do love the idea and thought of being known and having lots of people um, be aware of them. Mm-hmm. But see, that's the misconception of Gen Z. It's like, oh, that all they care about is the phone and all they care about is like, um, uh, the the following being and, known, and, making yeah, yeah all that kind influencing. Of stuff. But the reality is, is like they want to be honest, mm-hmm. they want to be open, they want to be transparent. And right now, the reason why we have so many people doing that in a um, like a public space is because they're not finding it privately. And the re- and the reality is, is that w- because it's happening in a public space, it hasn't been digested. It hasn't been marinated in. It hasn't been massaged, right? So they're just saying whatever they think because they, they're not able to have those conversations public or uh, privately mm-hmm. with one or two other people to help guide them or help give them the other side, not to like conform them to a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's not to program. It's literally to go, okay, you, you think that, well, what about this other side? They've never had that moment. So we're watching it happen publicly and we're like, you think what? <laughs> Your definition of this is what? Mm-hmm. Like, wait, how did it get there? It's because they were doing it by themselves. And ultimately, mm-hmm. the byproduct of everything that's happening right now you know, maybe the negative things that are happening with the generation is sure. because they don't have the those that one-on-one with a mentor process it is it truth or is it not truth exactly okay so how are you doing that creating that space for those one-on-ones more intimate personal conversations because i know how it works as i have a lot of young staff on my church and Mm -hmm. you tell them go create that space and they uh uh, Mm -hmm. you know they're not sure how to do it correct so how, how would you tell how do you guys do it? What I, really works? I, I love that question because I feel like this will go on forever. And I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying, I mean, forever is pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty big statement. But I feel like this will right always be a part of <laughs> This will be a part of ministry. Like the, the, the mere, like I will tell you directors, like how many times have you been in the school this week? Like, 
are you having lunches with teenagers, right? Are, how many FaceTimes have you had this week? Not how many, you know, um, seats filled in the room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not how many messages have you created or whatever it may be. But like, if we don't have that foundation, at least a little bit of that, if we don't have that, we're going to be in a world of hurt because that is the foundation. Like being able to have those conversations. How many parent conversations have you had? Yeah. Right. To know where they're coming from. They need help. They need to be That's supported. Sure. So encouraging that as a foundation is huge. But then like we really implemented the whole small group model, mm -hmm. which is very much like, and you know, a leader has eight students and like this is a smaller community. Mm -hmm. I want you to be able to be honest, open and transparent in here. It's happening weekly. It's on a consistent basis. And um, you're, we stopped everything. We said no events, no services. I mean, we were a little crazy, <laughs> right? So and, you, you shut down services and went all groups. And said this is the only thing we have. So parents were like, that's all you have? Okay, well, I guess that's all we'll do. And it just built a foundation that was discipleship based. That wow. was a little more like like deeper, right? right. Like, oh, I'm, they're they're having relationships with positive influences, mm -hmm. right? Like we were able to get to some core of things. And then from there, you know, we started to come up with other things, social media and rhythm nights and youth experiences and camps and all of that. Right. But man, we knew we needed pastor. Our pastor knew that we needed that. Um, really deep place where teenagers, he said, this will work. I promise you, mm -hmm. it will work as long as we're intentional with it. And from that, that's e-groups, you know, small groups is conversationally based, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And the more that we can have those conversations, the more we realize who Gen Z is mm -hmm. and how we can help. Right. And sometimes we're like, uh, I don't know how we help, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I'm doing this alongside you so you don't feel alone. And that is half the battle, mm. right? These kids are not alone. If we can do that, that's a that's a big benefit. They need a friend. They need a big brother, yep. a yeah. big sister, kind of a thing. A role model, a mentor. Yeah, like we got we got so many celebrities, and again, I'm not I, I'm not against that, but I'm like looking at all these people who are like life coaches, and I'm like, you're 18. You, you haven't lived yet. What do you yet? know about life to coach me on anything? And here's the deal. I'll watch it and I'll be like, wow, that's really good. That's really good. But, man, but there's got to be some. What is their life really like? They can say you, mm -hmm. you can say you can, it. It's uh -huh. tweetable, but are you. And you mm -hmm. allow them to be influenced by people. You don't really know the inner workings of their life. And I've said this before, that you reproduce what you are, not yep. what you say. Exactly. So they're following these people, where, whoever they're following them, and they think they're cool, but that is being reproduced in them. Correct. And it's not really what you would want. So you got to get in relationships with, with people. For me, as I remember my youth pastor, Chinese food Fridays. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> See? After school, we went to eat Chinese food. I don't remember one sermon he That's preached. That's it? Yeah. yeah. That is it. Right. That is it. You got to have that. So that means you're not limited on resources, how much budget your, your youth group has, big or small. Mm -hmm. The secret is relationships. 100%. And, and we just said we're going to base our youth ministry off of that. Mm -hmm. 
And then from there, if things come that we want to do, like, okay, cool. Bottom line is, when it, you get rid of everything else, what's the one thing that should remain? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's brilliant. And so did you find when you made that switch that, uh, I mean, and y'all went drastic. We did. We did. Um, so did the students just, did they latch on immediately? Or was this like a difficult transition and took them a while to open up? He's or, twitching. How, yeah. yeah like. Just so you know, listeners, he's twitching. Is, I mean, is anything in ministry immediate right? or easy yeah. or easy no. i mean yeah. we knew no like, if you would have said yeah. yes we'd like we'd have to cut the whole podcast because he's a liar exactly <laughs> like when pastor came and said hey i want egrets to be everything i was like all right well this is going to be a, a big shift and he knew that and he knew it was going to take time and and he even coached me on um, how to how to process that and like results and numbers and you know don't don't get down about this like we're building something um e- even bigger and so for, for for me it was hard for our leaders it was hard but for students like once it's that's it and that's all i mean you go for a couple of months and people you know try and fight it or mm-hmm. try and you know bring in their ideas and he's like well hey let me tell you the value of why we're doing what we're doing mm-hmm. once they hear the value they go oh that makes total sense. Right. So you know what? I'll get behind that. Mm. I'll try it. Let's do it. And when a when a teenager is a part of that small group model, you just find that there's a lot more transforming and the renewing of the mind that happens than if it was like a monthly experience. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? Right. It's not like highs. It's like, no, they're gradually becoming better they're gradually thinking different it's the idea of growing versus swelling Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm watching teenagers grow Mm. now more than ever in the history of my youth ministry you know career or whatever when i was doing experiences and it was just about that Mm -hmm. which again i'm not saying doing experiences are bad but when it was just about that just getting that number i would experience swelling the thing with swelling is it always goes down Mm -hmm. Right, and so you'll see know. a I've great spike. And, and as I gotten older, and hadn't gone down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we'll pray for that. You know, we'll pray for that on that. <laughs> but eventually, it's like you have a big spike, and you're yeah. excited yeah. for a week. Yeah. And then guess what? You have to do. So you're ready to quit after that. You have to do it again the next mm-hmm. or next week, and then you don't. And then where does that put you? Mm-hmm. Where does that put your leaders? How do you manage vision that way? Sure. That is so tough. That's why I loved COVID. Uh, you're about the first person to say that one. That's why I loved COVID. Mm-hmm. Because it changed the game. And yeah. it forced everyone to go, well, it's no longer about how many people I can fit in the room. And guess what? No one else is thinking about that either. Right. Yep. So we had to think outside the box. That's the only thing I loved about COVID. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to get back to so some true. roots. We're going to get back to the foundations mm-hmm. of things. And so when we came out of COVID, we're like, hey, we're keeping some of this stuff. We're not getting away. We have to it. fight to keep it because the tendency is to go exactly. right back to old school again. Yeah. Back uh, to normal. Yeah. Right. Has yeah. that been a fight for you guys? A challenge, I should say, of the emphasis staying on community and relationships versus everything's kind of back operating normal mm-hmm. and you know or do the students want that still no they they, they want that I, I would i would say no 
I'm sure there is a little bit, but sure. man, our, our pastor is so good at vision casting and the, the language he uses and, and he's, and, and he's, he's intense. I, I don't say he's aggressive. I say he's intense, mm-hmm. but he's intense with what God has given him and the vision. And he is, he's, he's going to make it happen. And so we believe it. We're like, yeah. So we're, we're saying the exact same thing. And obviously I think there's always doubt in us, you know, like, there's going to be those little inklings like, sure. oh, wait, should we go back? But like every week, it's another teaching or another thought of like, hey, I know y'all are thinking maybe we <laughs> might go, but we're not. This is why. This is what's happening. This is how it's working. And always guiding us and keeping us so aligned. you're still only doing experiences once a month? Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, your group's every week? Every week. And the students go to the same group? So they build relationship relationship. in that community. And the idea is for them to stay with their leader for all seven years that they're in. So you have leaders come on. How have you built up leaders to say, I want to do that? Yeah, it'd be nice if all of them stayed for all seven years. That's not necessarily. I mean, the reality (laughs) is, but. Yeah, the the reality is like we try, you know, we want them to do that. But, you know, we also say, hey, if you could stay for a year. We think that you'll be. Is that what you do? Get a sign up for a year? Yeah. Uh, Come on for a year, and then we think you'll decide. Because you'll fall in love with these students. I love these So do they keep growing with them? Maybe they start with them in Mm -hmm. seventh grade, and they go all the way to 312? Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay. Mm Yep. Wow. What's uh? Maybe share, I don't know, what's one of the coolest stories you've heard of of a kid's life being changed because of that emphasis on on relationships? Oh, my god. And that community focus. You know what? It's crazy. Even like talking about like the leadership, uh, like transitioning, like, oh, I want to, I've been doing it for three years. I'm done because of COVID and all the Zoom stuff. Mm-hmm. We kept all that. Mm-hmm. And so there's groups that are on Zoom. Like we've got Jamaican uh, leaders that wow. have kids in there from Connecticut, Europe, Florida, and Charlotte, all in their group. And they're all meeting on Zoom. So we saw a lot of leaders go, Wait, I actually don't have to stop. I'm moving, but I'll just do my group online now. Mm. You oh, know, that's cool. I, I can't do it in person, so I'll do it online. So the like the things, man, I get teary-eyed on this kind of stuff because it's so cool to watch. We just had our summer camp, and, you know, we had hundreds of teenagers come in that were not a part of a physical location. They were part of, our, like, online ministry. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so, good. so they would come in. And they would meet their leader for their first time in person. Mm-hmm. And they're like seeing, like I'm getting children now. They're seeing them across the room going, oh my goodness. Like I've known you for two years. Wow. But this is, you know, COVID. Wow. You know, we haven't had summer wow. camp in person. They're like, oh my gosh. And then they're seeing their group together. And they're like, oh my goodness, you're taller than I thought you were. And, uh, oh my goodness. like, like uh, wow. And it's the coolest moment. You know, being because there is something different about mm-hmm. being in person, right? Sure, and we we know the value of that. And we believe in that, but watching that kind of mm. like so um, good. Wow. clash together is amazing. And the fact that they wow. would travel from wherever they are to come to your camp yeah. shows you the power of community. It, it really. I mean, we we had we had multiple teenagers from Mexico, Brazil, California, like literally, and we couldn't like they would pay. That extra to fly, wow. and you know flights are expensive right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that the this train, inflation right? is kicking our on the train, on the plane. I mean, and their parents like absolutely. They wanted wow. to come here for their birthday. This is the ticket we got. Wow, like, they, and they would come. You know, wow. and 
experience it. So I got to ask you, because the emphasis on relationships is so strong, Mm -hmm. but you have used technology in a way that also maintains relationship. And yes, it is different in person. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that you have found that have been helpful, beneficial in reaching and connecting Gen Z and keeping them in community um, using using technology and pieces like this? Because that's crazy. Which I mean, I, yeah. it's crazy. No, I mean, I think it's a great question. I think Zoom's a big part of that. Um, that video format is huge. Seeing a face. That's, Seeing that face. Does, is that just as much connection for a Gen Zer as in person? Uh, okay, not just as much. You can't. It's not easy. Yeah, it's hard to do that, right? But but it, but it is a connection, right? We can't devalue that, sure. right? There's so many things that. Um, you know, that's why we do social media is like right. that one minute clip. Are we saying that the sermon is the whole 45 minute sermon is more powerful than the one minute clip? We would all know the answer. Like, yes, we want them to do the 45 minute clip, but that one minute clip might be the very thing that they need in that moment. Right. Sure. Just might be. Yeah. Sure. So I think for us, we look at technology as like through avenues, right? It's like how many avenues can we create? so that a teenager can get involved or connected within our ministry. Mm-hmm. So like Discord, very communi- community-based, right? And it started as like a gaming platform, mm-hmm. but now everyone's doing it, right? Like celebrities and all, all kinds of stuff. Churches are starting to get in on it, and I'm like, yes, get in on that. And we've got teenagers who are part of this, and all it is is a 24-7 chat on different cons uh different like channels you can talk about fashion here you can talk about books here you can talk about bible study the sermon whatever you make those channels and they come in and the safety of discord is phenomenal really it's amazing and i mean i love it i think i think it's really really cool we haven't used it to an at an extent that i feel like we could sure but we started it but like the amount of teenagers like that are a part of our ministry that are just through Discord. There's 4,200 teenagers right now that are part of our Discord community. And they say, I'm a part of Elevation Youth. Wow. I, some of them are in e-groups, some of them are not. But they're having conversations 24-7 about a rhythm song or about wow. you know, mm. this meme that they created, right? Or, or whatever. And I'm like, the more things that we can do wow. that with, TikTok. Instagram, Twitter. But it's all community-based. They they just want to engage with one another and somebody that'll listen, like you said. Correct. So every DM, we have to try and answer that. Mm. Every comment, like we have to try. I'm not saying we're good at it. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, because it's big. That's huge. That's a lot. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, we need more people, right? But if I can start that convo, now there's relationship. You know how many people will come to me and introduce themselves to me as their username? Literally, I just had that happen walking up to this podcast. Ask Jordan. No. He goes, I'm Jack Wait 13. And I went, oh my God, I know who you are. I've never seen you in real life, but I know who you are because we've so had those funny. conversations wow. before. And with students, it's the same thing. It's weird now because I've never done this before, but now I'm like, oh my gosh. Your underscore blah blah blah, and they're like, "Yeah, I am." I'm like, "Oh my goodness, what's up, man?" That's what. <laughs> so think wild. about this, and this is this is all of a sudden hitting me. Community is the most important thing. Yeah. So, how many schools have you been to this mm-hmm. week? Mm-hmm. All right. 
how many times you've been on social media, not just scrolling through to look through. Correct. But you're interacting, Engaging. sliding in a DM, mm-hmm. getting on one of these channels, having conversations like you're building community. Yeah. Right. It's an intentional Correct. use That's of it. It's a thing. different Absolutely. rather than I'm just surfing, you know, hanging out, seeing. So now making they, a post so that people can interact. I'm not with trying it, to go I'm, viral, but eternal. Cause I got to do it in community. Okay. Because now when they come to an e-group, when they come to a rhythm night, when they come to Sunday morning, when they come to inside, whatever, that they come to an actual in-person, a campus or whatever. Now we already have a relationship. Now. I've created something that I never had with the VIP beforehand, a first-time guest beforehand. Because with the first-time guest, you're like, what's up? What's your name? How are you? Now they're coming on and going, dude, I've been a part of this for two years, but this is my first time here. Well, awesome. We're building on something completely different than I've ever had to deal with. Wow. Wow. It's just a new reason, way to use uh, social media yeah. and all these these platforms. Well, and I love what you're saying though. It's the because we I, I think we probably have a lot of listeners, a lot of churches that mm-hmm. use it, but but the intentionality yeah. of the focus is still on relationships and community, no matter what mm-hmm. you use. That's the game changer. That's when the switch yeah. gets flipped. And the the practical piece is, I would tell my creative team, I would be like, "Hey, um, do seventy percent less posts this week." And use that 70% of the time that you were creating posts, engaging with the current posts that you've already That's good. posted. And it teaches that. Yeah. It That's teaches good. that. That community aspect. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a great tip. That's so good. Man, well, th- we could go on for uh, a long time on this. So <laughs> let's close it out and uh, let's g- give our listeners, like, man, if you could give them, like, one piece of hey if you're in youth ministry if you i know this is like the the age-old classic question but like ah you you, give give them a piece of encouragement give them something god's done in your life shown you a revelation you've had that's going to encourage them yeah you know what past my my favorite thing my pastor has ever said is the only true way to fail is to quit so don't give up hmm Keep doing what you're doing. And if you think it's a time to, hey, your season's up, think of it as moving on. Yeah. Right? I'm quitting. No, maybe you don't need to be doing it anymore. Okay, great, fantastic. God will bring the person. But but I feel like a lot of people get down on themselves so much because they feel like they failed and failed and failed and failed. If you're still going, you have not failed because the only true way to fail is to quit. And the greatest thing that I've learned in the last six years, I'll say this, is that a dream and a calling are completely different. Hmm. A dream is man-made. A calling is God-given. Never put your dream in front of your calling. Always put the calling at the forefront of everything that you do, and your dream will come to pass maybe— and don't put a time limit on it, mm-hmm. right? But always mm-hmm. let your calling drive everything that you do wow. and let the dream take a little back burner and watch God work it all together for the good. It's so good. So good. Some, if some leaders and pastors are blessed by that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Tim, thank you so much for sharing your heart and sharing yeah. some practical things with us and challenging us to think even differently. Sure. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners it. that are like, okay, I got to. I got to shift my mindset <laughs> on some of this. So Totally true. I got a whole uh, meeting with the youth staff tomorrow. 
everybody, everybody get on social yes. media right now. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, That's for real amazing. though. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, we really y'all. appreciate you being a part. It's been it's been great conversation. Amazing. So, well, thank listeners, you thank, thank you. you so much for joining us for this episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.